You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi, Annie here for Showreel, looking at things happening in the Australian film industry. Today is the theatrical release date for Matt Walker's film I'm Juanita. It focuses on an amazing talent and a whale woman, Juanita, who lives in Tamworth and is billed as the Queen of Australian Honky Tonk. The film is an amazing document of a force of nature. You can see it at Nova and check for other screening outlets online. It is a revelation. Let's hear from filmmaker Matt Walker. Can we start off with a little bit of an understanding of your uh, making background? Uh, yeah. Um, I um, have been an editor in television and film since about mm, 2006, I guess. I went to, I studied um, drama editing at um, AFTRS before that. And uh, um, so that's my main that's my main background. I made a bunch of <clears throat> short films over the years, uh, short docos and a couple of, you know, short, whatever you call them, comedy dramas, I guess, maybe. <laughs> um, but this, and I made um, a, sh- a short film about Juanita back in uh, 2014, 15. Um, and that was the start of this project. Yeah. So this is that, was, is that enough information? Yeah, 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 it is. I mean, I'm quite fascinated that you're actually taken an editing role because um, that's about uh, creating images and uh, sequences and understanding how the whole, uh, the the individual elements fit into the whole. And I guess um, I'm Juanita is a perfect example of of this. Um, I mean, this is a big story. Uh, and hard to get across. Uh, yes, it was very much um, created in the edit. Well, all, all films are, I guess, but um, it was a very complicated edit that took a very long time to complete, uh, 10, 10 or 11 months, I think, um, because I filmed, um, you know, with just a, a fascination for the character and I, I, I just let the story kind of go where it went um, and celebrated anything that happened, which I wasn't expecting and really had no interest in um, in the story going where I hoped it might or where I thought it might. I was very open to um, anything that happened, you know, and there were plenty of coincidences and serendipities and, you know, terrible mistakes and whatnot that all um were you know a big part of the of the story in the end that we um, just needed to put into a structure that made sense for the human consumer. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, you were filming this for a long time. And uh, I mean, she's a very, very generous character. Um, some might say uh, overly generous. Um, uh, how did you actually, you inserted yourself in her life? How, how did this all happen? Uh, I was, I just received a phone call from someone. Someone had an idea that someone should make some kind of little doco or promo film or something about Juanita uh, because um, crazy shit happened around her all the time. Uh, it was just an off the cuff kind of idea. And, um, and I just got a call. Can you come up to the Tamworth Country Music Festival? And I kind of went, yeah, actually I could do that. So I just, I just went up there and, um, I walked into Anita's life filming essentially and uh it was um it was a it was a kind of situation and a story that immediately kind of resonated with me and um having you know played music myself and you know known many musicians and empathized with um <laughs> that style of living and also the um neurodivergent kind of aspect to a story you know i've been very interested and had its experience with living with um you know so-called neurodivergent (laughs) people um the challenges and um uh, triumphs of um of living with that kind of brain um and so and you know Juanita's kind of dream of being a country music star, you know, and still trying to fulfill it in her late forties. Um, I really respected the way that she, uh, was herself at all costs and, and kind of refused to play the game or, um, or bend to anyone else's, um, ideas of who she should be. And, and that, that she was still pushing that forward at, in her late forties. I, I really, um, liked and just sort of fascinating material. I present to you the most beautiful woman in the world, Juanita. Thank you. Juanita, I just think you're the best when you just lay back and sing it. Sing it the way you feel it and whatever. Just don't 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 start get don't start thinking about shit too much, okay? Trust me. Oh, I may be 
It's a real um, fulfillment of dream story, isn't it? But it's, uh, uh, and I guess it's almost uh, the, her, her, um, the coal miner's daughter element, you know, uh, her working class roots and uh, the trials and tribulations of her life, uh, yep. like a country story. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, her, her, you know, her, the more I kind of learnt about you know country music or you know my knowledge deepened and i saw that her life was really you know very very influenced like the you know country music songs are her bible growing up in a way that's it's almost a religion or something and um you can see how that's influenced the way she's lived her life and the choices she's made and um it is a story about fulfilling a dream and uh you know it does, i guess it doesn't necessarily say that fulfilling a dream is the be-all and end-all. Someone who's trying to fulfill a dream, you know, it comes at a cost um, and shit goes down when someone's trying to do that. And that's very, very apparent in the, in the film. Um, um, And it's a story about someone who's, you know, uh, trying to be them, you know, trying to be the most Winita that she can be, I guess, in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, it's rare to it's rare to find people like that. Um, she's both, you know, very vulnerable, very eloquent, um, very unpredictable, uh, very and talented. Yeah, I was going to say strangely also very talented. Difficult, very, yeah, and, very difficult. Yeah. yeah, and incredibly talented. Mm, that's right. Yeah. No, yeah. She's not mucking around. No, yeah. no mucking around. No. Like you know how some people uh, talk talk big. But she yep. can actually walk the talk. I mean, this film That's is right. absolutely fascinating. <laughs> no, no, she talks. Winita talks big, and she walks big, possibly bigger. Well, she talks pretty big, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and that's really quite amazing. And this, and Archer, which is sort of like a comic character in a way. God he, love him. God bless him. Yep. Yeah, I know. What what a fantastic foil. <laughs> a you comic so character. Lucky. Oh, I think Archer would be very, very complimented for you to call him a, com- a comic character. <laughs> but he's a fantastic fellow and a fantastic performer. Oh, he's absolutely brilliant. He's like, uh, I, I just couldn't say enough things about Archer's singing and songwriting and, and also his behaviour as a person. He's um, a wonderful, unique individual and um, his voice just goes straight to your heart when you, when you hear him. 
thing. Yeah, I know. It's quite amazing. And, and uh, of course, this is a film and it only goes for so long. And, uh, I mean, obviously living uh, alongside what's going on must have been actually quite emotional. I mean, you were lucky you were making a film because uh, it, it has this sort of sense of uh, undertow about it. There's an undertow. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Yeah, it's all about the undertone. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was emotional. I mean, when you're behind the camera, you uh, I wasn't always, I was rarely behind the actual camera, but standing next to someone who was behind the camera. Um, it's, yeah, you know, it can, it can be emotional. It's certainly a, a roller coaster ride. And um, uh, you're certainly kind of tumbling a whole lot of different things around your head all the time and thinking a lot about Juanita and her <laughs> place in life and what she's up to. Um, yeah, it was it was um, it was a huge, wonderful experience. So tell me, you had a you had a crew. Uh, it was a very very small crew. It was usually just me and someone with a camera. Um, at other times, um, a sound person. When we went to America, Claire Lewis, the, uh, one of the producers of People Productions, who so brilliantly produced the film um, with Carolina Sorensen, um, Claire came to America all the way way through. It was just me, Claire, and Catherine Millis on um, on camera, and um, you just make do. Yeah, we certainly didn't have a big crew. It was all about spontaneity and not not taking time and rolling with what's right in front of your face all the time. Um, so you can't do that with any more than a couple of people. Well, I, I was pretty impressed by the um, sequences in the um, the music, you know, the recording studios. In Nashville, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, and Memphis. And yeah, Northern. yeah, yeah. Yep. But, but in, these people were, you know, a pretty um, highfalutin sort of producers. They were actually mm – -hmm. I, I love the way the camera – picked up their quite obvious amazement that these people were so skilled. I mean, because, you know, in a sense, being a producer is a bit of a shyster position as much as a, a great skill, if you know what I mean, because they're being paid. Uh, yeah, they've been, they've been paid, but um, it is a very tricky position to hold. And Billy Yates, I thought, did a, did a brilliant, very subtle job of producing Winisa. But all these people, and those musicians are just incredible. They walk in and play the most amazing music, you know, straight away um, and then, you know, clock off for lunch. It's an office job. Um, but um, they all recognised, I mean, they're older country musicians and they they recognised where Juanita was coming from. And it's, you know, there's not that many people around doing what Juanita does, which is the real vintage 60s, 70s, classic Hank Williams, Loretta Lynn uh, honky tonk country music. So I think they they knew where she was coming from and they keyed into her really easily once, uh, you know, and they loved it once they realised who she was. You know, the real deal. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, very self affirming. It was nice for us as the audience as well. I have to say. Absolutely, yeah. Because we need to kind of find her people, I guess. Um, you know, I think, you know, she's always trying to say, this is who I am, this is what I do to everyone. But I think a lot of people just see the, the craziness or the, the so-called crazy side of Juanita. Um, you know, she's um, an eccentric character, as are all the great country music stars in America. <laughs> but um, in Australia, she's a uh, fringe dweller um, because she's a little bit too eccentric. But um, 
she knows who she is and she knows what kind of music she's playing and that gets recognised, that got recognised very quickly over there. The same with Archer. They were a bit blown away by him as well. <sighs> yeah, everyone's blown away by Archer. Archer's another one who doesn't really play the game, who's not really trying to push his barrow too hard. He's very, very committed to music and songwriting and you know, runs in his blood and he's, he's brilliant at it, but he's not really into the self-promo side of it and uh, he never will be. <laughs> Plenty. He likes to plant trees and yeah. What I was thinking was that it was really nice that this film actually documents the full song of him. Yeah, most of it. Love of a Woman. Yep, that was a, just a magic moment that happened in Sun Studio. Uh, he wrote that song on the plane going over, I believe. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's, you know, the air went out of the room while he was playing that, as you can see in the film. Yeah, yeah, it takes your breath away. Now, of course, uh, you you are wrangling various um, uh, important strands through this film. Uh, so it's about her journey and it's about the dream, but it's also about how that relates to very personal people in her life. And they are like her daughter and her, um, you'd almost say, I mean, the tragedy almost, tragic nature of her partner. Uh, yeah, yep. This is the kind of uh, impact of um, a personality, or and you know, like when there's and the chasing of a dream, I guess, or the uh, the dedication to to something. Um, I think you know most people can who have who have tried to really dedicate themselves to something, particularly artistic, I guess, knows that there's. Uh, a price to pay, I guess, in relationships to a degree, and it's something you've got to juggle all the time. And um, Juanita's story is just a super amplified version of that. You know, I mean, her and her husband, Baba, um, speak a different language, um, literally and uh, <laughs> metaphorically. And um, so, you know, they're <laughs> speaking across a cultural and psychological divide I guess all the time which is you know I think very recognizable to many people and um, so I just tried to juggle those all those perspectives are very very valid and I felt a lot of weight of responsibility to you know do them all justice and um, show all sides of the of the thing and not just you know do a propaganda film about Winita, but show the full story, and that's what Winita wanted too. She wants, wanted to be accurately accurately represented. Yeah, that was that was so remarkable. One of the things that are so remarkable about her is that she is so brave uh, intellectually and emotionally uh, that she's prepared to be completely exposed. That's right. Yep, you nailed it in one. Yep, she's super courageous and. And she owns what, who she is, and what she is. Um, and she was also very trusting and courageous to give, you know, to put her story in my hands to a degree. And um, you know, it shocked her a bit when she saw the doco um, initially. And yeah, initially, you know, but not not in the kind of ways that you might expect. You know, she didn't have any trouble with the portrayals of her relationships or whatnot. It was um, <laughs> some other funny little. Bits and pieces that more related to her professionalism around music, you know. She, she oh, the drunk getting a bit too drunk and losing. Yes, her. which she didn't feel that that one of those stories was um, quite an accurate portrayal of what what went down. Um, but but um, 
but you know she loves the film now and um you know she's a performer and that's kind of who she is and um so she's feeling very comfortable being in the limelight with all the kind of publicity around the film and whatnot she's really seems to be enjoying it and being quite natural at it yeah 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 that's right um and also she's been able to uh, she's produced more work as a result uh yeah well she yep she produced the very the wonderful album on Juanita which you know with all the best musicians in uh in Nashville festivals in America and um it picked up the best music doco at Raindance in London and then recently won um best feature documentary at the Sydney Film Festival which was a brilliant surprise and um it was nominated for an actor as well. What are you going to do now? Because, I mean, this is sort of almost bigger than Ben-Hur. And also, you're pretty courageous in a sense because you could have ended up with nothing. Uh, most certainly. And there were moments in the edit where I wondered whether I had, but depending on what bit of footage <laughs> you're looking at. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, it wasn't, it was, uh, you know, it was a big, big thing for me as well. I'm about the same age as Juanita, one, one year younger. Um, so I just kind of, you know, went for it in the same way that Juanita went for it. And um, I'm hoping to make more docos because it was absolutely brilliant experience. And I loved every second of it, <laughs> even when I was in the fetal position. Yeah. Digging. Yeah. <laughs> for mercy. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you get your funding or was that something that, I mean, I noticed that you've got a good uh, group of uh, producers like Tate Brady, for example, was one of your producers. Yes. Yep. Tate Brady and Carolina Sorensen and Claire Lewis, People Productions and um, and and uh, and we got labelled distribution with via Tate. Um, it was a long, labyrinthine, complicated process. I could almost not even tell you what happened. I was just kind of being told what to do by the beautiful producers, <laughs> you know, right treatments, make sizzle, uh, sizzle reels. We got development from Screen Australia um, off the back of the short film. And then after much, um, you know, stuff, we got um, funding from Screen Australia, God bless them, which was just brilliant. And we also had ABC behind us um, we've made a one-hour version of the um, film for ABC, which is quite different to the feature, which is going to play uh, March next year. So ABC and Screen Australia were our backers, amazingly, and it was, you know, it was a pretty, I would have thought, a fairly risky thing for them and to um, back. So um, I think it's wonderful that they did, and then Screen New South Wales also came on board a little bit later, which was fantastic and we owe the whole ending of the film to Screen New South Wales uh, Regional regional Filmmaking Fund. Yeah, because, of course, it is about Tamworth as well as about Juanita, in a sense. Absolutely, yeah. And it's a very Australian story. There's no way you could deny that. It's, um, they're very, very Australian characters and it's a, it's a, reg it's a regional Australia story. And, um, yeah, I hope, you know, I think, I think many people will find it uh, fascinating and relate to it and see places they know and uh yeah 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 uh, uh, i suppose just on a very personal level are you uh are you single or are you married because did they have to live <laughs> with this all the way through for years and years and years 
yeah, my relationship broke up during the. Oh edit. no! Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all right. And, um, uh, yeah. So um, yeah. That, that's probably enough information there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just, I just sort of yeah. it would have been all encompassing. I have a I have a son who's who's grown up. I had a son when I was quite young, Jetta, Jim, and he's all grown up. So um, I didn't have that child responsibility thing, which would have no doubt upended the whole thing. Yeah, um, but he's probably very proud of you. Uh, yeah, he's kind of, yeah, he's endured a lot of talk about Moneta over the last <laughs> decade, over the last third of his life or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it great when, when a, um, a great, uh, all-consuming project that you've been, uh, throwing so much into actually comes to fruition and people go, oh, wow, it's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, you know, it's very embarrassing when you're telling, when you see someone you haven't seen for three years and they say what are you doing and you say I'm working on that country music doco and they're like what and you can see the you can see the version of the film playing in their eyes too it's kind of like these you know interviews on VHS or something with bad sound yeah 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 <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, and but once it's finished you know everyone forgets about how long it took yeah. Oh, well, to a degree. But, yeah, um, to, a, to, to a degree. I'll tell mm. you something for free. Uh, years ago, um, before this, uh, and this is years and years ago, um, we used to know, I used to, the person I used to live with, we used to know um, uh, Paul Kelly and Steve Connolly, who were um, musicians, you know, Paul Kelly, the musician, and Steve Connolly was the, uh, they worked together when, um they put out the album that relaunched Paul Kelly's career, you know, uh, yep. as he is now. And I can remember, Post. yeah, yeah. And I can remember going to um, a Richmond pub before the meteoric re-rise um, mm -hmm. where uh, we as a couple and another two people were the only people at the Corner Hotel listening to as my friend said one person pretending to be bob dylan and the other one being lou reed <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Amazing. of course the rest is the rest is history the rest is history and what a great album that is yeah so yeah exactly first paul kelly album beautiful yeah beautiful yeah so yeah more power to everybody's arm who uh runs the distance yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> and I mean, good um, on you Mm, yeah, no, it's been it's been a wonderful experience. I'm quite astounded about how well it's been received. Um, yeah, my brain's kind of pro still processing it. I think. Have a rest and mm. get on with the next one. I will. Thank you. No worries, and thanks, thanks for talking to me. Uh, thanks very much. That was a great interview. Cheers.
us can tell what's real and what's fantastic. You do it right. No one else could have such grace and be so spastic. Yeah. Put your shoes under my bed. You can put your shoes under my bed. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.